Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're back and let's just dive right into the weekly recap because we have a lot to unpack. To get right down to business, we have March Madness. So in the first round, we saw number 13 Furman beating number four Virginia. Number 15 Princeton also beats number two Arizona and they continue on to the Sweet 16 after beating number seven Missouri and they play number six Creighton on Friday. And then number 16 FDU takes down Purdue. A school besides Purdue that still represents the Big Ten is number seven Michigan State and they knock down number 10 USC and they also beat number two Marquette. They will take on number three Kansas State on Thursday. Number three Xavier also has had a great run they have only been up against number 14, Kennesaw State, and 11, Pitt, but they do play number two, Texas, on Friday. And then number one, Kansas, makes it through the first round, but in the second round, gets knocked out by number eight, Arkansas. So number eight, Arkansas, will be playing number four, seed UConn. UConn had wins over 13th seed Iona and 4th seed St. Mary's. There's a big matchup in the Sweet 16 this upcoming week between number 3 Gonzaga and number 2 UCLA. Not only do we have a 2nd and 3rd seed with Texas and Xavier on Friday, but we also have number 2 UCLA and number 3 Gonzaga on Thursday. So moving on from sports, some other things that have been going on is the EPA has this rule, it's called the Good Neighbor Rule, and what it does is that it restricts smokestack emissions from power plants and industrial sources, and what the main problem is that they're trying to solve or restrict or whatever is that all of these power plants and smokestacks, all their pollutants are going downwind, and when that happens, the pollution and smog and everything builds up in some downwind cities and areas and this these cities can't control the pollution fast enough. Kind of staying on the climate environment, um, scientists in a recent United Nations report said that climate change continues to be a very huge risk for the world and our health and humans and the planet and all that. And what they previously mentioned before and what they continually push and emphasize is that as the temperature increases, um, it can cause extreme problems and catastrophic problems for the earth and therefore all living creatures on earth. And scientists continue to make a point that any more than 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit or 1.5 degrees Celsius of the earth's atmosphere, any higher than that will be very, very problematic. So the next thing on our list is in California, Governor Gavin Newsom has made a new contract to create their own line of insulin. And this is in response to the very, very high cost of insulin in California. What this contract and the plan is, is that insulin will cost no more than $30 per 10 milliliter vial of insulin. Last but not least on our weekly recap, we have news about Miami, Florida and the shootings down there. Uh, March 19th, we got more of an update of what's been happening and what we 
knew before and know now is that it, it happened during spring break time and obviously Miami is a major hotspot for spring breakers and this past Friday night and Sunday morning there was two shootings and two people were killed and two others were injured and the city of Miami has put into place again another curfew and they did that last year and yeah so that wraps up the weekly recap i hope everyone's brackets are decent depending on how much money you have riding on them so stay tuned for next week's episode so we can recap more of what's going on with march madness anyway with that being said let's jump right into this week's topic So for today's topic, it's basically just going to be a book recommendation and author recommendation episode. I have definitely some like top two or three authors that I've read this past year that I really love and I'm going to talk about some of the books um, and go into a little bit of a summary of some of them and I have honorable mentions at the end. So let's get started. Okay, scratch that. Before we get started, a little quick side note. If you know me, you know I was a big reader when I was younger, and I think like every kid goes through the stage where in middle school or high school, when they're forced to read, they lose their interest of reading for fun. And that's kind of what I went through, and there were definitely some good books that I was forced to read in high school for classes and stuff, but none that I would actively want to read for leisure, and I never really picked up a book in my free time um, just to read for fun because I was, you know, kind of almost turned away from reading because of the fact that I was forced to read, basically, um, in classes. And I didn't really have time or want to, you know, your normal high schooler, teenager, whatever. But this past year, so mostly in 2022, I got more into reading again and definitely have to give thanks to TikTok for that because I was on BookTok for a little bit and I've seen, like, heard a lot of books that were really good and some of the same ones kept popping up and I'm like, oh, maybe I should give it a read. And then I just kind of went down a rabbit hole. And especially over the summer, I got into a lot of good books and made everyone that I worked with at the time and my friends read those books too. So we could all talk about them. Yeah. Now we can get into talking about authors and the books. So to kind of preface, most of the books that were pretty popular last year were kind of the romance love story books. I think most books are written for entertainment. Some of them are written from past experiences or experiences that could happen. And kind of the authors may put a twist of romance in there. And some of these authors do that and some don't. So one of the authors that was especially popular this past summer and year 
is Colleen Hoover, and I did read a lot of her books. I did jump on the bandwagon. She does more of the in-depth romance part of romance books, and she like she does have a plot and a storyline in the books. I don't think that plays as a significant role compared to how much she emphasizes the chemistry between the characters, if that makes sense. And a lot of her books switch between point of views, whether it be the guy's point of view and the girl's point of view, or past and present point of view, um, that type of thing. And that is the part that I do like because, especially for the past and present point of views that she does, she it really like kind of builds the storyline and makes the plot twist way more impactful because the past builds up to the present, obviously, and plays a big role in the plot twist. So it's just, they're all like a little different and they're also really good. There are parts that are similar, so it kind of gets repetitive, but overall, I think she's a good writer and a lot of her books are pretty popular and stuff. So the first book of Colleen's that I read was All Your Perfects, and that was back in early summer of last year. The first one, at least, that I book journaled and wrote down. And it's about the these two people who meet in a very unique situation and something it's like a sad situation for both of them but it ends up turning into a good thing because they meet each other and this one is one of those situations where Colleen writes in a past and present point of view and it emphasizes the evolution of their relationship Um, from the past and present. And one of the quotes that I really liked from this book was, I used to be fine when I was alone, but now that I have you, I'm lonely when I'm alone. I don't remember if I mentioned this before, but some of these books have good takeaways in specific quotes or situations that happen. And this quote, I think, was, is one of those situations where you know, taken out of the context of the book can be a good lesson to kind of keep with you. Um, The next quote from that book that I thought was pretty good and also I think can be taken out of the context of the book is, no matter how much you love someone, the capacity of that love is meaningless if it outweighs your capacity to forgive. In the context of the book, since I have read the book, it does make me think about the certain situation that this quote is applied to or is applied, yeah, is applied. I think that makes sense. But again, taken out of context of the book, it's pretty, pretty, pretty deep, pretty good, but definitely a good book. So the next books that I would recommend from Colleen would be It Ends With Us and It Starts With Us. Those ones were extremely popular. Um, it Ends With Us was is the first book, and the whole premise of it is that it's almost like a love triangle trope, and about this girl Lily who moves to Boston to start a new life and when she does she meets this guy and they hit it off and they kind of have this chemistry and relationship and they start to build it but then she runs into someone from her past and that person in her past played a significant role and this is another one of those books where it kind of goes past to present point of view and to kind of introduce this person from her past and to kind of show 
how impactful this person is. So the second book, It Starts With Us, is a sequel to the first one. And I can't really talk about that one that much because it kind of would spoil what the first one's about. Um, I definitely think the first one is better. In my opinion, anything that's first is usually the best. And most things that follow up kind of have to live up to that expectation of the first, whether it be a first movie, first book, first episode of a show, stuff like that. But yeah, and I can't really say much quotes from this from these two books just because, again, I feel like you'd give it away. I can say that Finding Nemo has some weird role in the books and uh, is important, I guess, in kind of a way, but it, it's a weird thing. But it's cute, kind of. Yeah, that's all I can say on that. <laughs> so some of the other books that I read from Colleen Hoover, but that I won't go into depth about, would be Ugly Love, Reminders of Him, November 9th, Verity, Regretting You, Heartbones, Confess, Hopeless, Losing Hope, and Layla. And she definitely has more, but I haven't read them yet. Out of all of those, Verity is probably one of the books that isn't what her normal writing style is like. It's on the verge of mystery, which is crazy because her genre, she's very well known for her romance genre. And Verity does have like romance in it, obviously, but if it was, if she didn't add those aspects, it would be a psychological mystery type book. It's really kind of messed up. <laughs> and if you've already read it, you know what I mean. And it's kind of hard to put it into words. I This book, I stayed up till like two in the morning finishing because I think when you get a little past halfway, you seriously can't stop. And if you do stop after the halfway point, then you're crazy because I don't know how you can put it down because I need answers. <laughs> I needed answers. And the only way to do that was to stay up and finish reading it. It was, it was something. So yeah, that kind of wraps up Colleen Hoover. Um, my recommendation of her and then some of the books that I've read and a little bit about it more in depth of some of the books that I did read that were really good. So the next author that I'm going to recommend, I'm a huge fan. This author is Taylor Jenkins Reid. And if you have not heard of her, you probably will start he hearing of her more because one of her books um, got turned into a show on Amazon Prime. And it's, it's just incredible. I haven't watched the show yet, but the book is incredible. And I will talk about that. So Taylor Jenkins Reid's writing style is kind of a different approach to the romance genre and kind of like the love story um, compared to Colleen Hoover. Like I said, Colleen Hoover was definitely heavy on the chemistry and relationship aspect between the characters. Taylor's approach, I would say, would have to be more of the storyline and plotline of the relationship and less on the chemistry between them. I mean, she does obviously hit those points when needed just because you kind of have to, to get an idea of the relationship that these people have together, but she builds it in a way that it's more of the storyline itself than outright saying, oh, these I felt sparks and, you know, whatever. Stuff like that. 
that's how Colleen kind of <laughs> writes. Taylor's, it's, I love her writing style, and I found myself, I definitely was engaged with Colleen's books, like, I couldn't put them down. When it came to Taylor's, I couldn't put hers down because I was more emotionally invested, I would say, and you kind of get invested in these characters. The entertainment is good, but like I said before, some books have a deeper meaning, and this one, definitely, the deeper meanings and the entertainment almost go hand in hand. So the first book I recommend and I read from Taylor was The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, and this one was also, like It Ends With Us, was very popular over the summer and in 2022, and a little kind of summary of what the book is, is that it was set back in a time when a lot of social standards and were very different. The focus of this story is that Evelyn Hugo is an aspiring entertainment person, celebrity type thing, and she's trying to work her way into the entertainment industry. And as the title says, it says seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. So it kind of talks about her seven different relationships she has and also there's an eighth relationship but it's a really good book and I finished it pretty fast and I think everyone who I gave it to to read really liked it too. The next book that I read from Taylor was Daisy Jones and the Six and this is the book that Amazon Prime decided to make a show out of. Daisy Jones and the Six basically is, again, set kind of back in the earlier days. Taylor likes to write about stuff in a different time period. It was about this kind of up-and-coming band and their relationships between each other and other people and kind of talks about, like, the struggles in different parts of, like, rock and roll that these musicians had to deal with. The storyline also has a very good message about individual growth, how that plays a role when you're part of a band or a group or something, and how when it comes to individual growth, sometimes doing what's best for you, you just have to do <laughs> and like not really worry about what other people do. I can't really give much too much away. Anyway, it was a really good book. Another book that I read from her was One True Loves, and this book is crazy. It's a crazy love story and kind of triangle, love triangle between this girl who has two great loves in her one life, and that's, to some people, is rare, and Taylor really emphasizes that point, and I, it's not a spoiler because it is on the back of the book, but the whole storyline of the book is that this girl and guy meet like in high school or whatever, and they they get married, and then when it comes to around to their one year anniversary, he like goes missing and like is presumed dead, and so she moves on, and then a couple years later, he he's like been alive this whole time. They found him, and that's that. So that like doesn't give anything away of the book. It's more of the her choice between guys and kind of like who the other guy is. And it was kind of a sad book 
because it does kind of talk about since you do have two great loves and one you thought was gone came back and you were like oh now what do I do like having the opportunity to love two people so intensely in your one life can be rare and doesn't happen very often so this was pretty emotional and I was really invested into seeing you know again the storyline and see how it all played out and I do have a quote a couple quotes from this book that I think again taken out of the context of the story can be very good takeaways the first quote from this book that I really liked was you don't tie yourself to something unless you're scared you might float away the next one I liked was I don't think true love means your only love. I think true love means loving truly, loving purely, loving wholly. So that one kind of encompasses basically the whole storyline of the book. And again, taken out of context, it is really good. Okay, so some other books that I read from Taylor Jenkins Read that I won't go too much in depth because I don't want to talk too much um, would be Malibu Rising, and it's kind of sister book sequel thing. Um, Carrie Soto is back, and maybe in another life, and after I do. And like the previous books I mentioned of hers, One True Love, Daisy Jones and the Six, and The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, these ones are equally as good and have their own plot twists you don't see coming and this you get again they're all you get so invested in each of these books for different reasons but yeah so those are all the books from taylor jenkins read that i've read so far and that i would recommend all five out of fives for sure okay and then our next author i'm going to talk about is mia sheridan and she has, she's similar, in my opinion, to Taylor Jenkins Reid. She, her writing style hits a romance like Colleen. The storyline that Mia writes about and incorporates into her books are really good. And like Taylor, she really puts that hand in hand with some deeper meanings. The first book that I read was pretty popular and I think has been pretty popular for a few years now. Um, it's called Archer's Voice. This book was, when I say you get emotionally invested, this one is one of those books that you get really emotionally invested in. It's just crazy. So Archer's Voice is more of a small town romance trope and it's doesn't really emphasize too much I feel like the small town part the only thing that really plays a role in is the fact that the guy is from that small town and he had a very rough childhood and since it is a small town everyone knows and they kind of consider him an outcast and the girl is escaping from her previous life type thing situation to the small town and they end up running into each other literally and 
They find themselves spending more time together. She helps him come out of his shell, and he helps her with her history and experiences and trauma and whatnot. But it's definitely really cute, and it's the chemistry builds, and they kind of have to face their own personal issues to move forward together, if that makes sense. So one of the quotes that I really liked from this book, actually, I think there's two. Yeah, there's two quotes that I really liked from this book. The first one being, I guess if it wasn't beautiful, the tragedy ultimately wouldn't be sad. The other quote that I really liked from this book was, I think love is a concept and each person has an individual word for what sums it up for them. The next book that I read from Mia Sheridan that I would highly recommend would be More Than Words. And this is a second chance trope. And it's about these two characters who meet at a very young age and they both at that time were running away from their unhealthy family homes. As they spend more time together as young children, they kind of build a relationship that, uh, because of music, uh, music basically brings them together type thing. And then something happens and they end up not seeing each other until they are adults. And the main part of the book is about them as adults finding kind of building that relationship again because they, at that time when they were younger, had a deep connection with each other and bond. And it was something that they unexpectedly lost as children. And so as adults, they they realize that they still have something there and are trying to figure it out. And one of the quotes that I think really stood out to me was, and I quote, but I also knew now that life is more than words. Pretty much the book title. <laughs> but again, since it is kind of centered around like music, like how they initially bonded and formed their relationship as children, um, it kind of plays a role. Um, the next book from Mia Sheridan that I really liked was Most of All You. And this book is a forced proximity type trope. And these two individuals come from rough childhoods and they find themselves spending more time together when they first, well, they first meet unexpectedly and then an event happens and they're forced to spend time together. Obviously, because of their forced proximity, they realize that they, each other has different, a different past and history and stuff. And so their relationship kind of builds from there. And they also are affected by their trauma. And the quote that I really liked from this book was, it's not the things you do with love and good intentions that you end up regretting. It's the things you don't do that you have to live with. So those were some of the books that I read from Mia Sheridan. So that kind of like wraps up the main authors and books that I recommend. So, again, to kind of sum this part all up, I highly recommend Taylor Jenkins Reid, Colleen Hoover, and Mia Sheridan. Obviously, everyone gravitates toward different genres and writing styles. This is what I personally kind of gravitated towards, and 
this is the particular rabbit hole that I went down and couldn't stop. So I do have some books I wanted to give like an honorable mention that I have read this past year as well. And these ones were kind of thrown into the mix of, you know, the other authors and when I read the other books. I'll just kind of get into that. I'm not going to go in depth on them just because I, again, don't want to yap your ear off. First honorable mention would be Beach Read by Emily Henry. Emily Henry has a few other books that are pretty popular as well. Beach Read, out of the other ones I read, was probably the best one I liked. Um, The next honorable mention would be Love in Other Words by Christina Lauren. It is a second chance trope and a quote that I think is really good from it is, I haven't been living without him, I've been merely surviving. So the last book that is in my honorable mention list is Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score and it's a little chunky. It looks chunky but trust me it's a good read and you may be wary about reading it because it's so big and you you know sometimes when books are that big you're like oh it's slow like introduction and build up no 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 no. you're hooked from the start you can't put it down i stayed up again for this book to finish it but it's it's a really good book one of the quotes that I really really love from this book is when you trust someone to see you for who you really are the betrayal is a thousand times worse than if you hadn't handed them the weapons in the first place this one had a ton of good takeaway quotes and parts that I wrote down in my book journal but can't tell you too much because I'll give it away but I feel like that quote also is a good summary or preview of what the book is about like the storyline. I hope that you guys, if you're interested in, you know, this type of genre or the, any of these books sound good, I hope you guys like them. And if you want to follow my Goodreads, I think if you just search my name, it should pop up. Also, make sure to follow the podcast Instagram at, as I was saying, because I want to hear from you guys. And I love to see what you guys think about these books and thank you guys so much for listening and for coming back to another episode. We're almost to episode 10. Next week's episode 10, which is crazy to think about that I've been doing this for 10 weeks, but yeah. So I will talk to you guys later.